This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning, Central Valley. Welcome to Welcome Home Radio. It's a beautiful Saturday today. We're almost done. We're two months into the this year already. I think this show's been on about... 12 years, maybe 11. 11 years. Seems like 40, but I was trying to just generalize, Don. But uh, this is Gerard Lozano this morning with a couple very special gentlemen here, and we're here on behalf of the Fresno Association of Realtors to give everybody the scoop in real estate. And um, what we do week in and week out is provide you local items, local people, our very own great members that are members of the association and, and uh, from time to time guests outside of our area. But um, today, we're back to the basics. We're going to talk title. What's title? What's in a title? Only your house, right? Drew Bender is with us this morning from Fidelity National Title. Good morning, Drew. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, providing breakfast after, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> You've only been in the business about 15 years, so... That's correct. To say you've seen it all? No. He no shook his head. No. I forgot to tell you, don't do this either. Shake your head. They can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> We're not live yet on, on TV and uh, and radio, but um, I haven't. It's only been 21 years. I'm sure there's lots to see. And your industry might be the same. Completely. I've uh, yeah, I've never seen two transactions exactly the same. Everyone is its own uh its own ordeal. Mm-hmm. It's got its own personality. Aha. Just like your clients. Mm, that's You've right. never met two people exactly the same. Yeah. It, and if we could do a sitcom on a typical transaction or maybe even do a radio show on a typical transaction. I think everybody would appreciate how much work actually goes into it. It's not an easy thing to take it from point A to point Z, point Z being the close of escrow. And that third voice you heard just now is um, Don Scordino. Yeah. Welcome, Don. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me as a guest on the show Long-time listener, first-time guest. (laughs) This is how it works. Of course, Don's with you week in, week out, and from time to time we put him on the other side of the rope. And and that's good that you do that. This way I appreciate what the guests have to go through. Mm-hmm. That way you can see the host in action and how you should be with your guests. And I get right? to learn from learn. the master host, Gerard Lozano. Yes, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Drew, let's jump into it because every week we've got hey, we've got unique people every week. We've got a podcast now, so go to your favorite podcast uh, channel, if that's what it's really called. I don't really know, but search Welcome Home Radio. Just the other day, I got a podcast podcast popped up to my phone. I'm subscribed. It's that easy if you can't wake up from 9 to 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. But Drew, escrow, it's a very vital piece of the real estate puzzle that you guys put together. Yeah, we Can are you explain actually, some duties? We are the uh, the neutral third party. We're there for everybody's protection. Um, we don't, you know, 
we're not on, on any side. Uh, <laughs> all the paperwork comes through us. All the money's come through us. Yeah. Uh, here in the Central Valley, we, we both do title and escrow at the same company, so we do issue uh, title insurance that the, you know, the buyer of the property is getting uh, title free and clear of any encumbrances, or um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons to have title insurance uh, that'll keep you out of trouble, since it is usually your biggest investment you're going to make in your in your life. Here's a good way to explain an escrow, too, because I got to admit, when I first started, it's like, what is escrow? I mean, what, who are these people? <laughs> Why are they here? Mm-hmm. And this was back during a, a kind of a dark time in U.S. history called the Iranian hostage situation. There were 44 Americans being held hostage in a hostile country. Uh, we had negotiated their release we were going to give $5 million. They were going to release it. But who gives it first? Do we give the $5 million first, trusting them that they'll release the 44 hostages? Or do they release the 44 hostages and then the $5 million? And that's the first time I saw an escrow account that worked. So it was agreed upon, uh, mutually agreed upon, that both pe- both sides would give their goods to Algeria, who acted as a neutral third party. And once Algeria got... I, I know you're you. wondering, where do I come up Drew with this Drew and I trivia? are just, <laughs> just listening. <laughs> okay. But, but Algeria acted as that neutral third party, holding the money until the hostages were there. Mm-hmm. When all parties had complied, they closed the escrow by exchanging. Okay. <laughs> I know you wonder where do I come up with this stuff. I don't want to know who the hostage is in a real estate transaction, but I follow no, you. That's taking it too far <laughs> okay. now. Okay, although sometimes it's the uh, realtor. <laughs> well, it's always a it's always a good thing because this program is designed to help real estate and the transaction be as seamless as possible, right? There's a home out Correct. there for everybody. I learned from past shows. There's a loan product out there for everybody. But getting back to title insurance, does everybody require title insurance when they purchase a home? No, and and you're not required to buy it by law. Um, uh-huh. If you are going to borrow money to 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 purchase a home, your your lender will require a policy of title insurance. But it's not recommended to go that route. But uh-huh. it's so highly recommended that you're almost always, always, always going to see it in the contract. So you may be required to do it by contract, not by law. Gotcha. Um, and I know, because Drew, you're, we've met before, but we don't see you all the time. Your your position at, at Fidelity National Title as an escrow officer, that you work kind of a lot and very hard and have very... Deadlines come to mind, correct? Yes, for sure. We have uh, uh, several files going at the same yeah. time, and, and to keep track of them all takes, uh, takes a lot of, uh, lot of effort. Keep me in those four walls quite, quite a bit, for sure. I mean, it's, it's very serious that the, your colleagues also in the same industry, you guys are working hard. That's why uh, we're all pale. We don't, see, <laughs> we don't get to see the sun very often. They keep us in a dark, damp corner and let us do our job. But so your communication with realtors and transactions is probably um, following up and deadlines, and you kind of see everything throughout the transaction, huh? Tra- yeah, trying to keep everything as transparent as, as possible, keep all the timelines uh, moving along at, at the times they're supposed to, 
and just keeping everybody informed is is our our biggest ta task. It keeps uh, it keeps everything moving very very smoothly if everybody's aware of where we are and what's going on. And over the years, you've probably seen a little bit of change, I'd imagine. Anything for the better, for the worse, just so our consumers understand a little bit more, the, the listeners, um, probably more regulation for their, for their safety, I'm assuming, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just in the last uh, couple of years, the big wire fraud has come, come up. That's been a big thing we've been trying to uh, educate, you know, buyers, sellers, uh, realtors, mm -hmm. everybody in our industry, because it's a, you know, very scary epidemic that's going on out there. And we've heard that, I think, at the well past few CAR meetings that how prevalent that is, um, getting something from, say, yourself, and there's a, a few things that are different, and unfortunately, monies get sent and wired and not going to the right place. Yeah, very scary. you got to be very, very vigilant. And happen, happening here locally. It is. Question? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I have a question for you, Drew. What's the best way for someone to prevent being scammed by by wire fraud by wire fraud um, being uh, good con uh, communication with your uh, your title company you're only going to receive those wire instructions once we'll either hand give it to you or make sure mm -hmm. it's given to you in a in a, in a secure um, avenue and they're not going to change we even make make buyers sign something that say they these aren't mm -hmm. going to change if you get anything else from somebody. So when you say communicate with the escrow company, you don't mean just click on the link at the bottom of that scammed email. <laughs> no, not at all. Communicate the old-fashioned way, like by call phone. Me, call me directly, yes. Maybe talk to the realtor. See if, um, I had a call one time. Somebody got one of those, and the first clue to me was, well, this doesn't make sense timing-wise. You know, why would you be asking, why would escrow be asking for this at this point of the escrow? Um, so, the, and it turned out it was a, a, a fraudulent scam. Yeah, so, I had something very similar happen to me. I had a, a, an email come in from a client. I looked at it. Well, we'd close that escrow a week before. Why would they ask mm -hmm. me to change where we're going to send their funds to? Yeah. <laughs> so, you, uh, yeah, we're, we're supposed to turn them into the authorities, and they, they, yeah. they try to track them down. But, um I'm not aware of any funds locally being being diverted anywhere, you know. Um, but I have heard horror stories from other parts of the country, and it's uh, very scary. So we usually get it nipped in the bud. Yes, that's that's the local touch, right? Yeah. Hey, buy local is kind of a campaign, and walking in and picking it up from Drew is probably the safest way to do it. Yeah. Or you go out, or we can get you out of your. Four walls. Do you have a window or no window to the outside? I do have a window, but okay. it doesn't look at much. I can tell no. you that. Okay. Well, <laughs> get him out of the office, and we're we're here to help provide vitamins for the body. Yes, sir. And, and you know, and um, as far as the seller receiving their proceeds from the close of an escrow, I I know I can speak for a lot a lot of realtors out there. We don't mind picking up the check and, and delivering it. I mean. Heck, it was a lot of hard work getting there. You might as well share in the, the congratulations. <laughs> right. Good. Hey, we've got a we've got a program that we're going to talk about in the next segment that's going on currently with the Fresno Association of Realtors. But I think it's time for our first commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN.
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning with Don Scordino and Drew Bender. Drew's with Fidelity National Title. Happy to get you out on a Saturday morning, sir. Thank you. We'll, we'll do uh, coffee. It's too late for breakfast after we're done. I think he's most happy about being on ESPN Radio. I mean, he's... Yeah. Sure, I am a fan. Sure you were in the Air Force. Sure you work for Fidelity National Title. But now you're on ESPN Radio. Forever. That's a first. We'll get... Yeah, I'll borrow your phone and we'll podcast this so you can listen to yourself at regular speed or speed and a half or two times and four times. <laughs> Have you done that yet, Don? Oh, yeah. You speed up the podcast. Just on the parts where you're talking. Just I was going <laughs> to say, you sound better speed. <laughs> you sound better in 40 minutes than you do in an hour. <laughs> All right. Thank Let's, you very much. <laughs> I have to take shots while I can. The listeners know how close we are, right? Yeah, yeah they okay. do. Okay. We're here to talk about title insurance. We, I I confess this week I Drew was going to be a guest on the title insurance. I should know more, but that's not my job at the association. I, I can be an informed consumer, but there's still more to learn. I haven't seen probably a fraction of the real estate items that you guys cover. Well, I will tell you, in meeting with many sellers and buyers, mm-hmm. they have no clue. Most, when they start, have no idea why you need to have title insurance. Yeah. And, you know, some some are going to assume it's a law, you have to have it. Um, but it, it's really why you want to have it, mm-hmm. not whether or not you have to have it. And I'm talking about the seller and the buyer. And, and I know Drew can tell us lots of stories on things that have happened. I, I know yeah. I could tell a ton of stories on things that have happened over the years where it's like, whoa, good thing we have title insurance. Well, let me ask you, because we're going to get into why you get it or why you should have it. Um, Drew, always first-time home buyers. Probably it's not a yes or no question. I get it. But should they always have title insurance, first-time home buyers, versus somebody moving for the fourth time? Yes. You always want to be protected. You, just, yeah. you don't know what, what this property or the sellers had going on in their in their in their past there could be some some issues there that are going to attach themselves to the property that have to be dealt with before before it's transferred to the buyer so it's for my protection correct and a, and a good idea cuz maybe a first time home buyer is thinking oh, i don't i don't want to do anything extra right or it might produce extra costs for me but not so much about it may save you from extra costs later i had a seller one time saying you know we're the original owners of the house um, we've lived there 10 years, never had a loan on it, never, there's, we've paid all our taxes. Why should I have to pay for title insurance? Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, they were thinking all the way back to 10 years ago, but that's not what title does. Title searches the land because liens go with the land, not, with, not necessarily just with when the land was improved. Um, there could have been a deed on there from 1885 mm-hmm. that somehow got missed. Um, there, there could be mechanics liens from the time that the subdivision was built. For sure. There's a, a lot of those different circumstances that can be out there that title insurance will cover you from. Not, not to mention forgery or people of, you know... Right. 
the chain of title just not going correctly, and you end up with a cloud on title. Hmm. Would you say that one of the more common ones, uh, uh, things that you find on title, would be uh, liens that are in the wrong name? So let's say you have a common name like Smith or Jones. Um, You know, there could be an IRS lien on a Tom Jones but it's not the right one. But that's part of what you're insuring. That is what we do. We, we, yeah, we do that research, determine if that is our seller, and, and, and deal with that when, when we do. But if it is a very common name, we actually have to have uh, um, our buyers or sellers uh, fill out what's called a statement information. It is a lot of, a lot of private information, but it helps us determine if it's our party or not when it, when it comes to those very common names because we, we have to know if it's them. Right. Um, tell me some of the reasons for title insurance. True. Just yeah. to cover for uh, just. I know we spoke of some, but um, long story short, so that so the buyer is getting. <laughs> no long story short, we got forty more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but some things that come up because first time home buyers, like I said, I don't want, I don't need it, but you might yeah, probably. Yeah, I highly recommended. I, yeah. I think everybody should get it. Um, you want to know that your seller is the is the right person selling the property. They're not somebody, mm-hmm. you know, a straw <laughs> seller one, out there yeah. just went out and, and signed a deed into themselves, and, and they're trying to convey title that way. You know, make sure there's no forgery going on. Um, you know, you'll get some weird circumstances where people try to use a, a, a power of attorney when they're mm. it's either expired or, or, you know, they're not the rightful attorney. In fact, um, we ensure against all those circumstances, uh, you know, you We'll, we'll cover attorney's fees and costs if, if things yeah. have to go to court. Um, you know, we'll make sure no, there's no judgments or outstanding encumbrances before we convey title to the buyer. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, the list is – it goes on forever, actually, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, protection. Mm-hmm. Can I ask the question? And feel free to generalize because it depends on the house and the buyer, seller, or whatever. But what's the average cost for title insurance? And you can put it however you need. For example, you know it's a yeah. The uh, title insurance that the seller's uh, or the owner's title policy is based upon the sales price. Mm-hmm. The lender's title policy, which if the buyer's getting a loan, will be based upon the the loan amount itself. And so then, uh, customarily here in Fresno County, the uh, the escrow fee split fifty fifty. And then you've got your own notary fees, uh, transfer taxes, customarily a seller charge here, here in Fresno. Also. You're taking me back a couple times, but yeah, those those come to mind of what you're explaining. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept signing and signing and signing and signing and signing. It's it, you know if you, it's less than a half a percent for the total fees okay. if you if you looked at it based upon the sales price. Mm-hmm. One time, and that's really neat that you put it that way about a half a percent and you know give or take a little bit but i one time i bought some property and i paid 10 percent of the price of the property for title insurance but that's how much i believed that i needed it so i was buying a piece of bare land for 3500 bucks of course the uh, minimum title policy was 350 dollars which is 10% of the price of the land. Do you know they found something that was uh, attached to the land, which I was able to work with and get it removed? But it, it was like the best 
10% of a purchase price I could have spent. <laughs> if any of these circumstances come up, the title policy is going to be the best best uh, safety net thing you've, you've, you've purchased. Now, also, you mentioned a lender's title policy. So, the, of course, the lender is not going to put out 95% of the money unless they have some insurance that and assurance that there's going to be no liens because they don't want to lend 95% of the money and then find out, oops, this, now they're, they're going behind a $100,000 tax lien against the seller or, or maybe even against their buyer. Oh, that brings up sometimes buyers have um, liens against themselves, such sure. as child support liens. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and the lender will require to loan that money uh, that they're going to be insured in first position on that property. So that puts them in a foreclosable position in chronological order, you know, that there is no liens or encumbrances that that are superior to their first deed of trust. Consumer time question. 30 days, usually close your house in 30 days or so. so. Where'd that come from? Because, Drew, you probably got multiple things going on and... Um, does everything get done in the last two days of the 30 days? Take us take us through if you could, and Don, feel free. But you know what, 30 to 45 days. Who made that up? <laughs> I believe you know that's just the, the the time frame that everybody thinks they can they can get it together and and finish the transaction. Um, you know, are you asking me that my timeline as far well, as escrow I mean, goes, or or, yeah. or or just where the thirty days go? Thirty from? days. You hear that often, from, cause, you know, from us. <laughs> no, it came no. from the realtor who wrote the offer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's uh, typical. How's that? Yeah, very typical. Typical. Mm-hmm. Thirty days. But you're working. You're touching that file probably a ton. Multiple. To yeah. make that happen in yes, thirty days, yeah. For sure, we do have our timelines and. Uh, yeah. You know, once we, we, we get a new contract from Realtor, we, we open the escrow, we get our uh, preliminary title report as soon as possible, get that reviewed, and that's what we base our title insurance upon. That's everything of record or anything in question that, that, we, uh, that we've discovered. Um, mm-hmm. We take a, get a good look at that, see any red flags, um, you know, you got to get working on those right away. Say, there, you know, IRS tax liens, state tax liens, child support, things of those nature sometimes. Um, you know, the government entities are, are very busy, and it takes them uh, a little bit to get things processed because they're dealing with some more more people than I am, I, I, I believe. But, um, yeah, yeah, you want to address those things right away. Uh, we get the buyers in, the seller sign, and then we're, you know, basically things are waiting on the, um, on the lender and their loan documents, and they'll be jumping through a few hoops to make that happen. And just curious, you're, we know there's added added things that maybe you're required to do now, but... Are people coming in a little bit more educated than before, do you, before ten years ago or say? But um, I think so. Yeah, and that's a so, good thing. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, there's just so much more information readily available to people these days. It seems like than when I first got into the business. How about misinformation? Somebody said, "Well, I googled it. I don't have to have title insurance." <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some of that out there also. There's there's the good and the bad and the and the ugly with uh, with the internet, but I I found that they're they're better educated these days than they used to be. Good. And I'd like to say this when you ask the question on 30 days, because probably if nobody stopped Drew or or an, an escrow officer, yeah. you could close in a matter of days, not 30 days. But 30 days is 
a typically negotiated thing because you need time to pack. The seller needs time to, to pack. So does the buyer. Buyer may need to give a 30-day notice to their landlord. Um, there's just a lot of things. Okay. So in preparing an offer, the realtor usually tries to work that out to where timing is good for both the seller and the buyer. Gotcha. Good answers. All right, it's time for our next commercial break. Everybody's doing well. Need a little bit more coffee, I think. We're going to get... <laughs> I'm still nervous. Oh, my gosh. Work with us, Don. Listen to Drew and I. Learn from us. All right. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 AM ESPN. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. We're talking a lot today about title title insurance, escrow officers. I'm learning. I'm learning. We're sharing good information. And, Don, thank you for chiming in, too. You're doing well. <laughs> you're welcome. Keep, keep learning from Drew and I, and you're going to make it. You're going to do okay. I'll make it someday. So we talked about the 30 days, and you guys work hard, no doubt. We already went over all the things that you do. Um, but perhaps things aren't always as easy as you make them appear to be. Because that's what we—that's what your realtors try to do. We know how hard they work. Escrow folks are probably no different. But um, some, from time to time, there might be delays in escrow. I said something during the break. Uh, you're going to talk about potential slowdowns and and things don't always go as smooth as you hope. Um, I made a comment. Don't buy anything during escrow. You jumped right back at it. Yeah, do not. So you want to tell folks what that does when you're in the process? Excuse me. Yeah, it, I've just it's happened a time or two through the years. Yeah. Um, you know, do what your your loan officer tells you to do. You don't want to extend any more credit while you're going through the loan process. You know, that could that could certainly uh, um, delay things quite a bit in the in the lending side of things. Um, you always want to do do exactly what they say. You always want to bring in your earnest money deposited to be sourceable funds. Mm-hmm. Don't bring a um, a check from you know what I'm saying? The those money orders. Yeah, money order. You, you either bring in a personal check or cashier's check from from the financial institution that or they're cash. Don't don't do don't do cash either. No. Uh, no. No. Why? It's really not traceable. It, it, that was the word he used, and it's good. The loan officer needs to see where did that money come from. Okay. You know, I mean, did it? The ATM receipt won't work. Uh, no, an ATM receipt may work, but the Just loan officer, not the escrow officer, but yeah. the loan officers, going to want to have that backed up by a bank statement that okay. shows there were funds there to, to take. Now, you might say, well, gosh, that's ridiculous, but it's good to know that your neighbor who's who's buying a house right now yeah. didn't get that money by knocking over a, a, a store the, the oh, night okay, before. Okay, okay. I, I get it. All right. <laughs> Other potential delays. I would say, up. yeah, the the biggest delays maybe come during the quiet time for escrow. Is this during? Uh, sorry for interrupting. Beginning, middle, or end is quiet time. Well, I'm g- correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> Drew, but I'm going to say escrow's quiet time is in the middle of, of the. I'd say uh, so. Yeah, as soon as uh, our game starts, as soon as as soon as we. We've got the uh, the title report. We can identify any red flags we have at that point, and we know 
how long things are going to take generally to be cleared up title-wise, and we, we let all parties know what, what we're looking at. But we don't – yeah, that's, that is our – because we've already ordered everything. We're just waiting for it to come in in a, in a timely basis. But there's a lot of things going on outside of our uh, field of vision that, that, you know, the realtors are doing. Yeah, and it's that middle of the escrow where we're getting into a lot of um, delays, uh, potential delays, and and extra negotiation. And what I mean by that is it's usually in the middle of the escrow when the appraisal comes in. Maybe if the appraisal doesn't come in for the full value, there may need to be some negotiating um, you know, seller has a right to say, nope, my my agreement is for 300000 and I'm not budging. Well, that means that the buyer now needs to make up that difference in cash because they can't get a loan uh, for the part, the, the part of it that's over the appraised value. Okay, so that's one issue. Another one is the home inspections, termite inspections, mm. roof inspections are coming in. And there may be issues with those. And it's funny because uh, sellers will say, well, I sold it as is. And the true answer is there's a contract there that says that may say that the seller to provide a pest inspection and roof inspection. Uh, and buyers just making a request based on those their findings. Um, they also have a right to do uh, uh, any inspection they want. They mm-hmm. could go test the water for uh, quality if they wanted to. And w- as those come back, sometimes a buyer is going to say, well, I'll go through and I'll buy the home, but I want the termites terminated, <laughs> exterminated. Exterminated. Well, that's a valid request, I would think. But are you in, not in charge, but are you responsible for contacting those services, the vendors Say you're waiting for, you said, pest control or inspections. You call realtor or Drew calls vendor? Uh, Drew calls realtor. Um, uh, Very rarely will I call um, vendor. Uh Um, That's just if if I'm needing an invoice or something or or trying to check a timeline and and somebody's out of town. But, no, I don't deal directly with on that side of things. So the realtor still? The realtor does, yeah. Good. Yeah. And oftentimes we'll meet the inspectors out there. They'll mm-hmm. point out to us where those termite tubes are at and how to what the process is to get rid of them. Good. You guys are working. I know yeah. you you do work hard and all all your colleagues out there do it. But it's not just 30. working hard, you got to work <laughs> smart too. <laughs> and what but, I mean by that is Everything really should in negotiation should be a win-win. You just can't dump it all on the seller and say, okay, the seller's got to do everything, including putting a pool sweep in, even though there was no pool sweep in the beginning. You, you know, that's enhancing the home. Um, yeah, if there's a leak in the roof, I, I think a buyer would be reasonable to ask for that to be fixed. And the seller would be reasonable to say, yes, we'll fix it. So, that's, and that's maybe one of the toughest times of that escrow period because frustrations are getting high. You're starting to pack. Mm-hmm. The reality of moving from your home is getting real. And now these little jabs start coming. 
Wow, yeah. got to spend five hundred dollars to fix the roof. Got to spend a thousand dollars to get rid of the termites. Well, you know your option, the seller's option is cancel and keep that leaky roof and termite infested home to yourself. Uh, ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, talking about slowdown, sometimes escrows don't go through. Um, is is any of that preventable when? Before you get into escrow, I hear realtors talk about the escrow fell out or they couldn't close for this or that. Can you always foresee any problems with escrows not closing when you think you're almost done with that sale of the home and and all your transaction work? If I could and take that one sure. from the realtor side, yeah. if you don't feel good about it going in, then probably not. Smart to get into that escrow. So most of the problems that do come up on a valid escrow were not foreseeable. Because you went into escrow thinking that um, buyer and seller have a mutual uh, win-win situation. Seller wants to sell. Buyer wants to buy. Everybody's going to be reasonable as problems come up. But sometimes the unforeseen happens. Okay, that's okay, and I think um, Drew the, the the slowdowns. But um, you mentioned or I asked you, you know, short sales. Those are probably their own animal. And I know during the the downturn in the market in seven eight or so um, was a hard time for everybody in the industry, and probably a lot more for you guys in in your business. Very hard. Um. Yeah, that was like adding a whole other personality to a group of a lot of personalities already. And, uh, you know, when they were they were new, nobody knew how to do them. Everybody was mm-hmm. scared to death of them, you know. And as, as, as a few years went on, you know, the banks got better at them. We got better at them and kind of knew everybody's procedures. But, uh, yeah, their timelines are a lot more – you're stringent. You've got a, you know, you've got a bank that's, that's, that's taken a loss on a property, and they, they've got their timelines where they need things done in, and then you're trying to – you know, get the buyer and seller on 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 that same track with with the lender typically also, and and so yeah, there's a lot more variables involved in one of those. And in 2019 or 18, have you seen the? Well, hopefully it's dropped off a lot. A lot. Re- recurrent in regards to short sales, so that's a good thing. That's a great thing. <laughs> I'd say there, yeah, and seven and eight. I'd say probably 40 percent of my business was was short sales. Wow. Um, and now it's it's. Far and few between. It really is. It's in the rearview mirror. Yes. So, folks, I think with the the lending aspect, are there's more required from the buyers, which is also a great thing. Yeah. In fact, you just made me think of something good. I received an email today from a company that's trying to push taking a class on how to sell foreclosures. So they said in the last month there's been a tremendous spike in foreclosure activity in your area. So I went and looked, and sure enough, percentage-wise, it was a heck of a jump. Um, It it jumped almost 50%, which seems high, but when you look at the reality of it, it went from 11 foreclosures to 20. I I mean, now, and when you're talking about almost 1,000 sales in Fresno County, that's nothing when when you're talking about 40 percent of the business back in 2009 of that thousand that that was almost 400 sales so to spike from 11 to 20 um that 
and that's too short of a sample size. Mm-hmm. You, you know, one month it could have just been that eleven was low because they the banks were busy during the holidays and yeah. didn't get around to it. And and thankfully, um, you know, people have learned and they're they're probably going about their homes for the right reasons now. And we talk about that. That seems pretty often to don't just get a house to have a house and then worry about it day to day or month to month. Get a house, enjoy it, and be there for seven, ten, thirty years. Some people don't like to move. Some people make it a hobby to move. Get the house and be happy in it. Yeah, that's true. I like staying and, in a home. In fact, I I love it when I know that I've sold a home to somebody and and they're still there twenty years later. It's like, yep, sure helped them do the right thing. <laughs> you always do, Don. <laughs> All right. Another commercial break time. You have your hand up? Can you wait a few minutes? No, I was just playing with the microphone. Okay. All right. (laughs) You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Today's title day, title insurance. I've learned things. We've learned how we've come from long escrows and why they're 30, 45 days and who made that up. I think all valid answers today. Yep. Nobody stretched any myths or dispelled myths. So that's maybe one of your first compliments to me. Very quiet. You guys have done wonderful. How's that? (laughs) Drew has. Dawn. All right. Always does. So let's talk about, because there's three more points that we wanted to talk about today, as is out of contract and the Veterans Opportunity Program. Don, can you tackle the Veterans Opportunity Program? Sure. Please. Um, this is a one-time event, although it, it should last o- over a few months. Mm-hmm. The Fresno Association of Realtors went to the Housing Affordability Fund at the California Association of Realtors and uh, made a pitch to them, and we did receive a $50,000 grant to help veterans um, get to, to buy homes. Now, veterans already have a great program called the VA program, uh, VA Home Buyer Program, because there's no money down. You can have someone else pay the closing costs, such as the seller. Um, their appraisers look for items to protect the veteran. So that's all great. The veterans have that ability to take advantage of that. However, there's an old myth that, well, it's bad for the seller. And actually, it's not bad for the seller. And maybe it used to be 30 years ago, but not anymore. But the myth is still out there. So this... um, $50,000 grant is designed to help veterans get into homes by getting rid of that myth and and making this conversation uh, be out there. And that is, there are 25 grants of $2,000 apiece that go to the sellers of participating uh, sellers who, who sell their home under the VA program to a veteran home buyer. The seller can get $2,000. And somebody said, well, gosh, why wouldn't you just give the $2,000 
to the veteran. And yeah, could do that too. However, they don't, they don't even need the 2000 because it's already given to them through the program. Um, but we're trying to make sell, uh, we're trying to nip a problem in the bud, which is sellers seem to not like doing a VA loan because they think they got to pay extra fees, uh, and such. So this is a $2,000 bonus to a seller who participates with a veteran. Now there are certain restrictions that apply. Uh, for example, it has to be through the Fresno Association of Realtors because we we are the ones who got the grant money. So if somebody from Oklahoma calls and says, hey, they want in on it, it's like, sorry, Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're the ones who went out and got the money, so, and for the benefit of our clients. Now, the other one is that the purchase price has to be under three hundred thousand, and there's uh, several other requirements. Tra- in traditional there. home seller comes to mind too. Yeah, for example, uh, Drew mentioned in the previous segment about a short sale. Well, that wouldn't apply here. We're not going to be giving that two thousand dollars off to a lender back in Delaware, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to go to a homeowner who is selling on the VA program. So sellers, if you're under 300000 and you fit some other requirements, I encourage you to talk to your local realtor, ask them about the Veterans Opportunity Program. Realtors out there that are members with us, call us at the office and uh, we can explain more of the details. There's obviously addendums that go along with the listing. Uh, so everybody understands the program, and um, it'll be put to very good use. I think it's so, a good program, yeah. and I think it's it's going to get the conversation going. There's only 25 grants of $2,000 that are going to be given out, but I hope that 2,500 sellers get the idea that VA loans are a good thing for them. It helped create a buyer that wasn't there before. Well put. Very good. Let's talk about out of contract before we run run out of time. Don, what does out of contract mean? Well, in fact, and that's a question I have for Drew. Um, So let's say we have a 30-day escrow, but there's a delay with one thing or another. Could be the appraisal, could be the request for repairs on inspections. There's a delay. So on day 31... I so often hear even real estate professionals um, say, oh, we're out of contract. Is, is is that true? Does your escrow instruction just automatically dissipate? No, no. We still have an escrow until we have mutually signed cancellation instructions from, from all parties. So if it's day 35 and there's been no instructions to you to cancel or to extend, in Europe, according to escrow guidelines, you're still in contract. Escrow is still open. Mm-hmm. Great. And, and um, I mean, it's the wise thing to do is get an extension form signed. Um, although I've had it before where here you are dealing with the major issue. Maybe it was an appraisal issue. And you're dealing with that. And the last thing you want to do is slam an extension into someone's face saying, here, sign this. Um, you know, may, maybe let that go till tomorrow. 
um, if no one's talking about canceling, then and and that's where a good realtor comes in. They're going to know the right time to to proceed. Gotcha. Out of contract? How about as is? Well, yeah. Um, those were those were the topic that <laughs> came in ready. Sure. Um, and. In dealing with both buyers and sellers, I've heard it from both sides where people, sometimes buyers and sellers don't totally understand their purchase contract. And the best way to put it is the buyer is buying the home, the property as is, but they generally have an inspection period of 17 days or, or, or something, something near there where they can find out what as is really means. What if as is means there's a underground storage tank for gasoline that's on the property? Well, the buyer didn't know that when they made the offer. Seller didn't disclose it to them. It was discovered through other means. Well, now as is all of a sudden changed because that buyer has a right to say, okay, I will go forward and buy the property, but you have to remove that tank. Um, just an example there. So it's not truly as is. It's as discovered. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's another one is um, sometimes a seller will accept an offer, and it's as is, although the buyer asks the seller to provide them with a pest inspection and report and also a two-year roof certification. Well, that's not as is. It, what if the roof takes something to certify? Then you've agreed to fix it. Good. So, oh, got, oh, and, and I just thought of another, one, another that one that came up a few weeks ago. Home inspector said the uh, HVAC system is not responding to the thermostat controls. And sellers... Uh, it, um, Seller came back with the response of, it works just fine. They're not going to do a thing. Okay, well, that seller is putting their word against a general contractor's word. They're going to lose. <laughs> and that buyer would have been not very wise to go through with just that statement mm-hmm. because then they truly are buying it as is. If they go to turn the heater on or, or the air conditioner on, um, and it was a vacant house, so you know nobody was in there living there. A lot of times, if someone's living in there, you know that the heater works because they got it on. But um, in, in this case, the seller just saying no, everything works. They're putting them; they're the ones making the statement and kind of certifying it, and. That's not a good place to be in for the seller. Gotcha. Drew, we've covered a lot. Anything you thought about that? Oh, I could have said this, should have said that. Because you're going to come back whether you want to or not, I'll tell you that today. Look forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it sounds like basically, basically, listen to what, uh, uh, when they come to you guys, the, the guidelines and the things that the buyers need to do. Like you said, listen to the loan officer, escrow, realtor, um, 
and help the help the cause, right? Yep, keeps the timelines going. Timelines. We're on one. And I hear music playing. I think that means another day of Adios. job well done. Correct. Drew. All right. We're going to go have some breakfast. Thanks for listening, Drew. Thanks for being here. You'll come back. Thanks for having me. And Don, always a pleasure. Thanks for doing this for uh, 11 years now. Well, you're more than welcome. We're hopefully, we're making, we are making an impact on the... That's why things have gotten so smooth here in the Fresno Central Valley area. Just could be, huh? All right. Thanks for listening to Welcome Home Radio. We'll be back next week, 9 to 10, right here on 940 ESPN. Have a good weekend. Thanks.